I am Brooke Mooney, and welcome to Free Speed. <laughs> On this 10-minute show, I'm going to ask elite athletes and coaches three important questions. What's the most important part of the stroke? What's your favorite drill? And what wins races? And today, I am talking with Jimmy Catalano. He's actually a coxswain, and I'm really excited to hear his take on these questions. Jimmy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, Brooke, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Jimmy Catalano. I am, uh, I went to undergrad and graduate school at University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I rode all five years. Um, I was on the U23 team in 2021, and I coxed the men's four. And then I was on the senior national team in 2022, where I coxed the men's eight. And now currently, um, I am continuing on with that. And then also I coach full time at Northeastern for the men's team. Before we get started in the questions, how did you get into rowing? What got you to Wisconsin? Um, yeah, so I actually used to play soccer my whole life. Uh, that was like my sport. I played a lot of sports, but soccer was always like the one that was my sport. Uh, I wasn't really that great, but it was just kind of the sport that I really liked to do, like being outside. And I tried out for my high school soccer team. 120 kids tried out for a 20 spot oh, roster wow. and I got cut. <laughs> and so I was extremely devastated. Um, and then at the time, my, this is actually reversed now. It's, it's not like this anymore, but at the time, my high school, the, the team that was in my, in my hometown was doing cuts after the high school cuts would be done. So they could get athletes who, you know, maybe didn't make a sport that they wanted to. Um, and my mom had been doing like learn to row class and she was like, you should go try this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, 10 years later, <laughs> that's kind of the way it goes. <laughs> so you had some rowing experience before you coxed or did you start as a coxswain and learn to row? No, so I did like learn to row for a week. And then after a week we were going to um, Head of the Houstonic was our first race. And they said, you know, you're, you're a smaller guy. Um, we really want you to try this coxing thing out just for this first race. If you absolutely hate it, you'd never ever have to do it again. And that was, that was it. <laughs> wow. Yep. It was meant to be. I guess so. <laughs> um, all right, let's get into the first question. Okay. What do you think is the most important part of the stroke? I think the most important important part of the stroke is the front end, um, the approach, and then the exit of the front end. I think... I say this because as someone who mainly is in eights, I mean, it's important in all boats, but I think mainly in eights, you know, the boat is moving so quickly that I think the approach to the front end and then that quick change of direction is really important. Um, and I think one of the hardest things to master uh, as, a, as a crew because of how quickly the boat is moving and, and how important it is because if it's not done correctly you're basically slowing the boat down yeah. and that is just not what you want <laughs> um, and so I, I like to spend a lot of time focused on that um, you know I like to think about you know being relaxed as you approach the front end I always like to tell crews you know I had a coach tell me this one time and I didn't understand it until I actually was rowing a boat and then I figured like kind of understood what it meant but he always like to say you know wiggle your toes as you come towards the front end and, it, and I kind of always was like that's mm. kind of weird and then I did it one time and I was like wait that makes a lot of sense because it causes you to be patient and let the front end kind of let the boat come to you um okay. and and I just think you know you've got these really you know really strong tall athletes you know the front end is really difficult because you've got to 
change directions really quickly while also, you know, putting your blade in correctly, you know, moving the bow around the pin. Um, yeah, I always just like to spend more time focused on the front end. I think that's a really important part of the stroke. Yeah, there's usually a lot going on in the front end, which yeah. means there's a lot, a lot of things that can impact the boat speed in a negative way. Yeah. But then if you get it correctly, it could impact the boat speed in a positive way. 100%. So as a coxswain, how do you feel when the front end is off? Like, do you feel that the whole boat is off or can you feel individuals? Um, I'm actually, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was like, no. how do you figure that one out? Um, so I've actually spent a lot of time on this and I will say, even though I, this is controversial, even though I don't like being in Cox fours, I learned a lot this summer that I spent in the Cox four because you like, basically when you're laying down at the front of the boat, you can feel so much like basically all down your back, you can feel, you know, when there's check, when there's, when someone's off a little bit, because you basically can either feel it on your right side or your left side. And you know, like, okay, that's okay. one of these two people. And you can kind of boil it down a little bit and be like, okay, you know, it, that's kind of the way I first started noticing that. Um, and then when I get into the eight, I had um, one of my coaches at Wisconsin explain this concept to me where, you know, when you're, when you're going along, like, you know, pretty high up, you'll say, you know, you're up, you can do this at low rates too, but it's very easy to, to feel at high rates just because there's the check becomes greater. But what I do is I sit in the boat, you know, when we're up at 30 plus whatever it is, and I'll take both my heels and I'll push them down as hard as I can. And I put my, basically my butt and my hips just all the way back against the back of the boat. Mm -hmm. And cause it's just completely stops you from moving at all. And you can feel the check and you can feel it on your right side or your left side, right? So you're like, okay, I can feel it this side. I can feel it on this side. You get instant like reaction to what the front end's supposed to feel like. And you know when it feels correctly because you just feel your whole body, right? You just feel one kind of centered. It's hard to describe, but it's like one movement together rather than, you know, my right, my right hip went forward first or my left hip went forward first. Right. There's, there's a, you can, you got to play around with it. Um, it's not like a foolproof plan, but it's kind of what I use a lot. Uh, just because it, 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 you can feel it right away instead yeah. of just trying to see something or trying to guess something like, you know, right away. Oh yeah. Okay. Someone on the port side, boil it down. Then you use your eyes. You're like, Oh, it's, you know, 60. And then you're like, bam, got it. And I'm like, good to go. It's kind of almost like you got to triage it a little bit. And then, you know, you, you work with kind of these tools and then you're like, bam, pinpointed. <laughs> have you ever been in a boat that doesn't have check? And is it possible to be in a boat that doesn't have check? I think every boat has check, I think, yeah. but because of just like, there is a moment where the blade is not moving forward or backwards. Right. Like there is just, it, that is just kind of what happens. Um, but yeah. you can feel less of it with kind of the idea of impulse. Um, and I like to use impulse instead of just like quick catches or, you know, something like that, just because I think impulse is a good word to describe what, what the front end is. It's, you know, there's a pulse, right? There's a, you're, you're keeping a rhythm yeah. and you're trying to, you know, not slow the boat down. And I always like the word impulse because I think that's a really good embodiment of what the front end's meant to be. Yeah. And like, there's so much mass yeah. moving direct directions that I like, I would imagine it's impossible to not have some yeah. sort of oh, yeah. check and hundred percent. Yeah. But it's so, kind of like, what, what are you worth like, you, you know, when you're like, okay, this is like the right amount. Cause you feel the boat right. not actually slowing down. You just know that there's check and that's just the blade changing directions, which is, right. which is the, the, the most amount of check you want. Right. Which that makes sense. So then for your favorite drill, mm. is it 
based around the front end or is it completely different? Um, I was thinking about this actually. And, you know, I, it, it, my favorite drill in like it incorporates the front end for sure. Um, and it incorporates kind of the parts that I want people to be, you know, like focus on on the front end, but it also does, it does a lot throughout the trope, but basically, I mean, I know it's not necessarily a drill, but I love, you know, launching boat speed out. I think it causes you to be, it like holds you a little bit more accountable. And so the reason why I like it on the front end is because, you know, there's this part of the stroke where, you know, I think there's something about the front end that you're almost like exposed, right? Like you're coming up to the front end. It's the least stable part of the stroke. You have to have the core engaged and you're going to lean out towards your rigor. And when you have your feet out, you have just that less of stability and it causes people to, you know, make sure their blade is locked in the water, make yeah. sure your core is engaged, you know, make sure you're coming at the front end, light toes, you know, quick change of directions, because you don't really want to be in that exposed position for too long, especially right. if your feet are out, you're like, oh gosh, <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I like that drill. And then I also was thinking about this too. It's funny. I, you know, we, we, there, there are three drills that I actually was thinking about. I was that. And then I was thinking about, um, I've been doing this a lot as a coach lately too, but add a pair starting, you know, stern pair mm -hmm. and adding in another pair, adding in another pair, because it slows everything down, especially in the eights, because the front end moves so quickly. If you're up right. at, you know, 36 plus, you've got to be moving really quickly and, you know, you've got a lot of mass. And I just like that the the add a pair kind of allows each pair to have a moment where they can they've got full stability, they can change directions quickly. You know, they can they can look out at their blade if they have to look at the front end. I think that gives a lot of um, a lot of knowledge while while it's slowing things down, and then and then it picks up, and you kind of have to like right, right. be more on top of it as it goes, which I think is really fun. Right, um, like you're starting from super heavy boat of two yeah. people rowing an eight. And that's like a, the deadlift of all deadlifts. Yeah. And then it, like every time a pair adds in, it gets quicker. So you yep. like have the time to speed up your front end. Yes. Yes. No, hundred percent. And then the third drill that I was thinking about, and this was more fun as a coxswain. I think the add a pair I liked as a coach more and as a coxswain, and this is going to be, you know, people are not going to like this, but I loved, we did this a lot over the summer was the DMD drill, the dead mosquito drill. I don't know if you guys ever did that. I but, don't know if I know this, or at least uh, I don't know this name of it. Yeah, this, there's a few names for it, but this is what we call the DMD drill. But like, they'd have we'd have everyone rowing all eight, and then you'd have you know six of the eight guys just take their oars and put it flat on the um, mm, okay. on the yeah, rigger, yeah. and then one pair would row, and that would get guys so frustrated if you couldn't get it right away. And it's it is so unyielding like because you know immediately someone did yeah. not catch at the right time and someone did not finish at the right time because you've got six oars like right yeah. on the <laughs> um and and it was just fun and then i the reason i like that though is it's very frustrating it is so unforgiving but when you get it it's so satisfying right we actually did that drill this fall um in a four with chris korzanowski and oh, nice. the smallest things yep would throw it off and you're like yep. I feel like I'm doing it right but then it's like I miss I didn't match the first stroke and then you're just like off the whole time trying the to like time. get the balance back yeah and like that's a I mean we we only did it in fours dropping off two people yeah I can imagine eight is even more frustrating because six people yeah it's just like that's out it's, that's it's, just gonna throw it off so fast if you it don't was, do it correctly uh, if you don't do it correctly and it's just like so exposing and you sit there and it's just like it was it was when we were up at gills ferry steve gladstone okay, I was doing yeah. that like every every morning it would be like 
it's like let's do the dmd drill and we'd be like yeah. <laughs> towards the end we got really good at it so the guys were happy but i think at the beginning when it was a little frustrating it was getting a little tiresome <laughs> right like, i do think it takes time to figure out how yeah. to do the drill like you can make some adjustments to yeah. be able to do it a little bit better but yes, it's, it's still it's like oh my god okay, am i this bad of a rower like i can't <laughs> row it's like no like you just gotta figure it out a little bit yeah yeah definitely all right so last question what yeah. wins races i i think there are a lot of things that win races <laughs> but i do think something that i was thinking about when i was thinking about this question was i think decision making wins races um and i and i kind of use that because it's it's a broad kind of statement but if you think about like every decision that you make leading up to a race whether that's six months out or like six days out there are decisions that you are going to make that wins races whether that's you know yeah. you're fueling you're hydrating you're sleeping in terms of you know recovery rest and that kind of stuff but then also i think about decision making you know while in a race i think there are a lot of times that I've won races where I've just felt crews, you know, make a conscious decision to be like, we are going to win this race, you know, and we are yeah. going to make this move right now. We're going to start like this. We're going to make this move and we're going to sprint like this. And these are the decisions that we've made. Um, I, I, I say that I think there are so many ways you can answer this question, but I just like yeah. the idea that decisions are being made. And I, and I think there are sometimes, especially, you know, I've been, I've been trying to have this conversation with a lot of the guys, you know, on my team here is like people don't realize i think a lot of people think that it's just like oh things fall into place and this is how it's like there are a lot of times that if you just make a decision to want to be in a seat that you want to be in win a race you know x y and z and you do everything in your power to do that like it's a very very strong tool instead of just letting yeah. things happen i think that's actually a great way to look at it because that can yep. even go go all the way back to like your winter training like you're yes. deciding yeah. to show up every day and get a little bit better or what my current goal is is like i'm gonna try to do core just like a little bit so that six months from now yeah. i have a, a much stronger core than i did three days ago 100%. That, yeah that can be any training any day race day practice day off day yeah like that's a really great way to look at it i don't think anyone said it that way oh thank you Jimmy, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on to my show. Thank you for it's having me. This pleasure is so talking. fun. <laughs> this is so fun. I'm so glad I got a different perspective on these because I've had a couple of rowers. I'm like, they're saying the same thing. Let's get a coxhead. Let's see what else new, is going on out there. New perspective. <laughs> and now that's how you